As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi. Morning. Hey, mate. Yeah. Hey, cheers. Um, and hi, everyone, and welcome to Hungry Designers Podcast. And this is our episode number seven. Um, as usual, is um, Johnny and I as hosts, and today we have Drew, our first guest. Hi. Hey, Hello. Hey. So, um, Drew Gulab Chande, or Chand, was it? Chand. Yeah. yeah, so um, we've we've known each other for a while now. We have indeed, uh, going back uh, a couple of years, back to Greenwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, so both Johnny and I also studied there. Johnny before me, the, before the masters, and yeah, we still stick together. Right, yeah, that's John? right. After after six years, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so. Um, I, I, I guess us, as, as Italians in London, we tend to, you know, stick together, you know, create the community. <laughs> and that's one thing. But also, well, we, we get the same uh, interest, I guess. Yeah. I think when I moved to, to London in 2011, 2012, or something like that, so I actually specifically decided not to stick around. Avoided. Avoided Italians. I needed to learn this language, you know. and you know everywhere you'd go especially schools english schools you'd have loads of italian people and they would obviously stick with each other and i was kind of the the loner guy always so i I feel even better now i'm just one of the few exceptions (laughs) i guess for now that i know the language a bit i can have the the luxury of sticking back to the italian uh Uh (laughs) <laughs> the patriotic way so john do you want to give a quick yeah. um what do we usually do and what we're doing today oh just the intro yeah well yeah. um we usually talk about competitions right competitions that usually relate to london or can be done in london uh for any type of hungry designer so landscape architects architects urbanists um well in this case we actually going to talk about uh what we're going to talk about? Uh, alternate realities. That's right. That's right. And we're going to we talk with Drew. Well. Mm-hmm. So this is a slightly different format than, than usual. So we usually do two competitions. We're just going to do one. And, and the, the time of one, it's, it's on you-ish. Just we, we, we really want your opinion and, and just, yeah, chip in as you want. And don't feel there's any formality here, you know. So Completely. Never is. I'm basically in the pub right now talking to you. Exactly. I was going to say that, (laughs) although it's not quite the time, but uh, let's just, let's just pretend that we, (laughs) I've got my uh, pint of uh, tea. Uh, That's great. Do you guys actually see my uh, mug? Oh, yeah. What do you think of of my my weird mug? Do you want to quickly describe it, it, John? Is it not the weirdest mug ever? Is it a, a dragon or a, a dinosaur or something like that? It's very weird. It's like five years old kid type of mug. So, so for, for, people, for people listening, so I can see Drew and Jonathan on Zoom. Uh, Drew's beautiful beard compared to mine, uh, of course. <laughs> oh, it's always been like this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Or maybe it would be worth uh, Drew sort of introducing uh-huh. himself just a little bit or, uh, yeah telling us what um, what he does in, in life kind of thing. 
Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, it's, uh, it's really lovely to be on, especially after hearing all the podcasts so far. Um, so um, right. I'm, a registered, I'm a registered architect here in London now. Seven years I've been practicing, so it's been a really long time. Long run. Um, and um, I'm an associate at my practice, which is called HFM. We're a really small practice, um, but we mainly do retail design-led projects. So shipping mm-hmm. um, to public realm stuff, but also like doing nitty-gritty construction stuff too. Um, so we know that I went to Greenwich for uh, my master's, but I went to Westminster for my undergraduate and um and yeah there's always been this element of uh, narrative and storytelling so i'm hoping that i can chip in there on these ones um i recently started as tutor um at um, studio 99 in university of brighton congrats uh, congrats for that thank you thank you but it was really interesting the other week you said um that all of the office buildings in london are empty um and, I, and that's actually one of our things in the studio this year. So we're looking at this um, typical hotel residential office that's empty now mm-hmm. and wondering why can't we have a school or a park or a plant shop or a high street or a library or yeah. a health center? Why can't that be in a tower instead? Um, so that's what we're doing. And then obviously narrative practice um, and that's sort of design, research and mentoring, design mm-hmm. sort of nearby in South London, research and infill sites in Victorian terrace housing and then um, doing a bit of tutoring across the world to try to help out those students who are left without a a bit of a lifeline during the pandemic. Yeah yeah it it has been a a bit odd right I mean I've spoken to quite a few tutors who really did not enjoy the process of being uh, remotely teaching and so I guess yeah it's not necessarily beneficial for many students some have really adapted well I have to say I don't know if you've come across um, a few perhaps that have had a not necessarily a a preference but perhaps they they didn't see it as disruptive as others have yeah it's both really isn't it yeah I mean you know it as well as I do like there's such a thing as video call fatigue you you end up looking at the screen all day and yeah videos perhaps i mean it's it's fascinating as a tool right now but um you do get tired at the end of the day yeah it's got yeah it's it's got it's got frictions it's not like uh you know sitting or or standing with uh with your mates in the class and with the tutor is definitely something different yeah Mm. it's got its pros and cons Mm -hmm. and even discussions like um when you're starting up competitions like the one you're about to talk about there's want to start by sitting around a table sometimes video is not enough but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's where we are at the moment and maybe that is one of our alternate realities right yeah in some ways yeah it, it's got to make sense right um i was just going to point um people who are listening that the uh podcast you refer to and what you're looking at um in a similar line for um your studio or your unit at brighton is our um uh, episode three where we talk about the home competition mm. so so for people to go and have a listen because yeah it's really interesting what um johnny and i discussed then um yeah, worth a play yeah and uh, yeah something that yeah leads on to uh, uh the alternate realities competition i suppose and and how in this competition organized by the uh the charrette the organizer are called um essentially i mean when i looked at it the the website shows you quite crazy examples um precedents and art illustrations of um you know floating elements architectural elements um so 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 you know the the design brief is about designing an architectural response something that's um about something that's happening today so whether it's climate change or um social inequality um racial issues or pandemics and uh, the brief says specifically you know it doesn't need to be a solution it can be just something that's a visual commentary for example so for people who really enjoy uh, a proper drawing session uh, Mm -hmm. my suggestion is that of you know how to represent any of uh, the world's problems Mm -hmm. Um, you know we've I've 
studying at Greenwich was a lot about that for me, it's especially during the master's course. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of focus on, on the drawing process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've seen that in, in, in Drew's uh, work. I've seen that in a lot of people's work. And, um, and it's, it's already like part of the process, even if you're not thinking about the, the solution just yet. But I, I, I found that, you know, when you just start uh, jotting stuff down on, on paper, or whatever even about the you know the challenge and the issue you know those 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 sketches could actually become part of your solution Mm. or can actually help you uh you know discovering something in in your own head pretty much yeah Uh, but i i i found the the two key words for this for this brief i think are utopia and uh dystopia yeah Uh, so the this response to whatever challenge you're picking um should be actually looking at or either a, a you know an amazing uh, solution so a, a utopia exactly that or, or or maybe something that goes you know completely wrong uh, and i'm a, a dystopia yeah. in this case yeah um so yeah those two things i think they are uh, pretty important yeah that's the spectrum that you're supposed to experiment on yeah 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 i think it's interesting that you mentioned you can look at social inequality and pandemic and things like that um because current day situations are going to lead our new alternate realities right like we're talking zoom right now maybe this is uh, the beginning of um a a new reality and how do you sort of picture it so it could be identity politics or it could be urban deprivation or it could be mental health yeah Uh, yeah yeah. and and does this uh does it mention a site on that no, no, it does say, or I think not, but they, it, it does say specifically that you don't, you can even decide for your competition, for your entry, not to have gravity. You know, the, 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 real, the reality that you explore, it's really exciting because of that. I mean, uh, I remember years ago when, you know, before you'd, you'd go to university, they, they, they would say to you, ah, going to work, going to practice. Uh, you know, you will stop uh, sort of exploring this uh, uh, almost a utopian spectrum of things. You're you're always going to mm-hmm. be uh, working for yeah, a pragmatical client. and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and in some ways, I think there, there's a balance between these two things. And and it, mm-hmm. the brief specifically also says, you know, do humans live on Earth? How far has technology advanced? You know, you need to really be wild and uh, let your imagination go. Uh, bonkers really mm-hmm. um so the one of the key sentences was that the the intention of the competition is to spark a conversation regarding issues plaguing the world through design language and so this mm-hmm. is what really is about so it's us three talking about this and having this uh, conversation about it and um yeah i i i think from a a less utopian perspective we we thought about uh, perhaps talking about brexit which is not necessarily li- listed as a uh, a world mm-hmm. issue uh, but because mm-hmm. it's uh, london and we always covered the the london realm um, then uh, we thought brexit as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It was one of the biggest issues uh, about to be faced. Um, I think some people would think not, hence why we are having Brexit in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. People voted for it. And uh, uh, I think, yeah, the, 
the new problems that are going to come uh, with it uh, may open the opportunity for people to think um, utopian uh, ideas um, and so from a pragmatic point of view you know i was thinking about the logistics you know all the transportation issues that you'd have at different um, uh, entrances uh, you know coming from say europe so from france uh, or otherwise from ireland um, mm -hmm. and you know all of the delays that have been projected to happen and i think so becoming more independent as a country is uh, is the actual issue that uh, England and, and Britain will be facing. If I remember correctly, 60% of uh, tomatoes coming into the UK are actually coming from uh, Netherlands. The Netherlands. Imagine that. Yeah. Not tomatoes anymore. So start growing your own tomatoes because otherwise you're going to be without them <laughs> in, in, in January and February. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're I think you're right. Like this um, self-sustaining idea of um, uh, trying to grow our own things or trying to have our own inbuilt systems of um, the things that we're so used to is going to become. Yeah, maybe that is an, an alternate reality. Yeah. Definitely. Like what what happens when produce stops coming in or what happens when uh, even people like Amazon and their infrastructure gets taxed higher. Do they start settling into mm -hmm. the UK? And what's what's the alternative reality of there? Yeah. Um, I also really like that um, this um, this project could live in your in your head. Like it's it could be it it it's like so broad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really it really brings you to think of anything. To be honest. Um, we we thought yeah the the food growth uh, in in the UK and the relative limitations are, are uh, a key thing because it's about sustaining yourself. You know, without that, you have. And Ches, you you, you, you were touching before on the fact that when you sort of you know um, go out of union and then you start working in practices, you you kind of uh, leave that realm of wild ideas and stuff, mm, right? Mm. But I I think I think you know uh, giving yourself these type of challenges. Could actually benefit your life as a as a professional because yeah. you know when when you explore like um, you know different realms, different ideas, then uh, you, you just you know broaden your your uh, your knowledge, right? Yeah. And that thing could actually be helpful for for solving yeah. client problems. So yeah. I don't I don't know what Woodrow thinks about that, but no, I I think that's that, that's right. Like being in practice, it's sort of shuts down your creative uh, nerves almost and, and these sort of competitions are great for that um, element of uh, playfulness right yeah. like they have test beds and almost simulations of like what can you do in this situation mm -hmm. um, I mean whether it's climate change or pandemic or um, yeah make sure yeah. make sure I think just just a better designer because otherwise you may end up just you know sort of focusing on on the yeah. same problems the same the same clients and maybe your creativity sort of you know funnel down but it, it doesn't you know it doesn't kind of you know uh, broaden anymore so uh, and, and that could be that could be a problem but instead if you you know keep trying to to focus on, on different things and different challenges like like this competition I think that that would uh, benefit you as a yeah. as a designer yeah. uh, I mean it often Often you. Uh, this is not to say that working in practice is is crap, because um, it's not. <laughs> I don't want to uh, downside the, the the value of practice work, of course. And actually, from a, a, a personal experience in the office I'm working on, we've worked on a confidential uh, project which was really going uh, mm -hmm. very very far in terms of reality. Um, which one is it? You can well, cut it afterwards. <laughs> Well, it, it was somewhere in the east, uh, but it was it was uh, about it was a mountainous um, uh, site, but it was really oh, really one. really okay. interesting. So, uh -huh. um, so that's not to say that uh, practice is is not something that you will come across some projects yeah. where yeah. where you'd explore you know creatively yeah. almost as a competition, but never to yeah, forget yeah, yeah. that you know you can start this wild and then narrow down to a bit of a more pragmatic approach mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh that one was definitely almost like a, a topic uh 
project. Yeah, some, I mean, um, some some clients, some, some clients really, really need that that we're talking about these alternate mm. realities because perhaps mm. they are tired of, uh, mm. you know, the. Uh, the concrete bench uh, and mm -hmm. these uh, concrete foundation, you know, 150 by 150, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, from a landscape point of view, uh, but um, in architecture, it'd be another type of detail. But um, ultimately, designers are there to um, explore new ideas, and I think this is why we have competitions in the first place. You will definitely have to have that sort of. Uh way of thinking if you think of uh, wicked problems like climate change and uh, you know by the time it gets it goes worse and worse uh, in the future you're gonna have to you know come out with uh, some crazy solutions yeah, yeah. right yeah um, and I and, think and yeah. yeah that that leads on how you know what in in London uh, in a post brexit um, world you know what will what will uh, London look like and, and England itself because, um, uh, well, I, I suppose the whole of the UK because that's some places more than others actually. London was uh, mostly voting um, not to have Brexit and mm -hmm. in some ways in London will suffer a lot, perhaps not uh, necessarily financially as much as other places in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, given its kind of uh, state city um, realm we live in, um, it being London. Um, but we will it's, need a new way for it. It seems almost uh, dystopian to even think about it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's really um, so many tangents that you could do go down, um, whether it's like, what about tech as well, right? Like, how, how is technology going to? influence all of these decisions and and yeah. maybe that's part of the um the competition as well like um so there's uh, machine learning let's say or a ai yeah for example exactly um like these are all the th this is what i kind of meant when i said the simulations as well like yeah. we've got so many different scenarios that we could build in our head but what if you could actually test them with machine learning or um, ai um there's this, um, oh, what I always go back to is um, this uh, lovely short film um, called uh, Hyperreality by okay. uh, Aichi uh, Matsuda. Um, and it's sort of um, a provocative and like new vision of the future mm -hmm. where, it, uh, where it overlays technology into your reality. And um, there's a sort of fascination about that because you can start really thinking about the world as an alternate sense if that makes sense like you're mm -hmm. replacing your reality um and and that in itself could be um something for the competition as well right um mm -hmm. where are you living this world that you're in right now or do you want to simulate something that um that you want to it's like that um i i know there's a it's coming but there's a, the ready player one psychology yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and I love that. That's like one of that's like one of my most recent favorites. Um, <laughs> then like Black Mirror, um, where you're gaining social points yeah. through gamification. Like, yeah. where is the digital realm and the technological realm going to take us? I think that's really fascinating. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, we. Yeah, we wanted to talk about Ready Player One just as a reference, and 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 that's obviously linked to virtual reality and and how this this may be. Well, like you said earlier on, we are on Zoom, and this is how it may be in the future. But how? Uh, what? What? What is the architecture then? You know, is is this vir vir virtual world which uh, will will need to be in? And uh, I, I think uh, following a kind of uh, thread with the uh, climate change uh, and pandemic issues we we face today. Uh, thought perhaps uh, London will, will see, you know, in a dystopian, uh, in a dystopian world, in a dystopian scenario, you have, I don't know, imagine that you can't stay outside anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't go outdoors. And, and so what happens then, you know, you're restricted to indoors like you are now. You know, we've, mm -hmm. we've just, uh, the prime minister has announced um, yesterday that 
um, we're going back to lockdown here in, in, in the UK. Um, and that's towards uh, kind of saving Christmas type of uh, <laughs> and, and I know a lot of Brits have a particular way of uh, culturally seeing Christmas, you know, as, as others, uh, as opposed to others. Um, but that definitely seems to be the trend, you know, we're going to spend more and more time indoor. Uh, but we actually spend, you know, the, the human history is about, you know, creating all these spaces outdoor, these, you know, public ground spaces, and then you go office spaces and buildings and you go yeah. spaces for living in the houses. But, but that seems to be, you know, kind of merging all together in sort of a, the virtual reality. Uh, okay, you've got Facebook working on uh, uh, virtual offices, environments. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially they, they're trying to recreate what's been uh, brick and mortar uh, with uh, pixels. Mm. Uh, yeah, I found that uh, very fascinating. <laughs> I'm asking myself what the what then the the, the role of uh, architects and and designers of of the the built environment uh, is going to be in the future. Uh, mm. I don't know. It's going to be maybe well in that type of reality, uh, whether it's utopic or, or dystopic. I don't know. Uh, but it seems like the the designer is going to be very much like a. Uh, sort of game uh digital designer i guess mm. um yeah could be it's yeah. happening already right it's happening yeah. with like in large practices they're using things like um unity and unreal engine which yeah. are um game development platforms yeah. to test out different scenarios within their buildings and mm -hmm. uh, it, it's um it's fascinating when it comes to master planning in a way because mm -hmm. you get to really get to test the, the situations yeah. um so yeah maybe maybe, maybe there's a, a level of uh, liberation in there as well mm -hmm. um, you're right actually it's definitely already happening because i'm thinking also like the uh, or digital twin that's the word probably mm. having having your uh, you know tested master plan or tested building into this virtual reality world mm. uh and where you can you know keep iterating essentially without building anything with uh Rick and Martin, which is, yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pretty wicked. And I think going from you know brick and mortar to uh, the figure of the architect, how if we can't be outside or if, if for any, in, if, if in the dystopian future, you, you're not going to be able to be out there and you have to stay indoors, then what, what becomes of the role of who builds or the contractor and, and how, you know, we, we always, maybe well, from a personal perspective, you know, you find a bit of a frustration um, from, you know, when you, when you talk salaries with people and, and, and an architect or a landscape architect versus a contractor, the weight of uh, salaries is very heavy in difference, but so is, mm -hmm. the, so is the responsibility of, of, of mm -hmm. these people. And so here there's a shift where mm. and the contractor has you know, been a person that's hands-on on site and building stuff, then mm -hmm. takes on a much lower um, uh, risk because there's no need for sure. them anymore. And, 
Yeah. And actually the architect here takes the sort of the three-dimensional world um, yeah. and this, this construction site is now a virtual space. Mm -hmm. and, and here's another frustration of mine, which, which is a bit of a side uh, <laughs> discussion. You know, I could probably talk about this on, on, on a whole different episode, but when it comes to CGI, and so I, I speak of you know, 3D, 3D design um, uh, education, Mm. A lot of uh, 3D designers and gamers uh, may end up in CGI companies. Um, mm. But what frustrates me the most as a landscape architect is that having to send off maybe um, a project to be done uh, from a company of CGI uh, renderers, then you don't get the feel for uh, what's really needed in, 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 a, in a space or in an architecture. You know, you have the perspective of someone who's been designing for 3D game or, or uh, just generally uh, gaming. And sometimes having the perspective of someone who has an architectural background or a landscape architectural background or uh, urbanism, you, you have a completely different approach to even to CGI. And so how does CGI then link to this virtual space that's now, you know, it, I think it, it can link to giving people the kind of, you know, the public opinion and virtually it's, it's much easier than say perhaps having a public consultation. Um, mm -hmm. um, so that can be something, something else that people can explore, you know, the, the, the virtual public yeah. consultation. Mm -hmm. The one thing that's missing in all of these sort of, virtual um, elements though is that level of exper uh, experiential quality yeah. it's really difficult to just show someone a sheet of paper or on a screen <laughs> even through virtual reality like what that space is actually going to feel like unless you've got like wind blowing against you or it's uh, raining or you know the, these things are really difficult to achieve but um, just to play devil's advocate there um, I think the the render or the, the visual is actually a, a, a really great tool, yeah. um, regardless of whether it's like hyper-realistic or whether it's um, just maybe something abstract and pink and red and whatever. Um, yeah. and it's just trying to, to put forward the, um, the ideas, right? Um, and I just thought about another thing, which was like, imagine you said the architect may be taking on a gaming role and the landscape, uh, and sorry, the, the contractor taking on um, the building role for example but what if the building role was taken over by robotics and what if the architect and landscape architect and product designer role were taken over by um advanced ai mm -hmm. doesn't need to think about these things anymore it yeah. makes our job redundant essentially but it's uh it's an interesting real weird reality right it's like that is a possible reality yeah and mm -hmm. what what if that was the issue we're facing in the world, like redundancy of people because technology is advancing so fast. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, the, I mean, that is basically what, um, that, that's called the singularity. So the singularity mm -hmm. event is this, uh, uh, this hypothetical point in time at, uh, at, at which technology grows uncontrollably. And it goes basically, uh, you can't reverse that change. And so humans are yeah, no longer able to, um, to make unforeseeable changes. You know, it, it's, it's that point in time in which you can't surpass uh, technology. And so mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, and yeah, I think that's where yeah, machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, today needs to be looked at and how we, can, we have to implement it in our uh, fields. In, in, in some ways. So, so in order for us to be ready for, for this either utopian or dystopian future where everything is controlled. Um, John, you were mentioning the, the GPT-3 in our, in our yeah. chat. And th yeah, thinking about this, this is a, uh, apparently the most uh, complex and uh, uh, successful language model uh, neural network, okay, uh, currently available. Well, it's not currently available for everyone. There is a bunch of uh, on a people research that level. Got, yeah. got, got the the first uh, beta out, 
Um, but these guys from OpenAI, that's the company that worked on uh, the third version of uh, this neural network. So this, this thing, this thing is, I actually never seen any um, application on architecture or design uh, of this GP3 just yet, but I've seen so many things already. So I've seen, um, uh, I don't know, short movies, script, mm-hmm. uh, actually scripted by this, this GPT-3 and, and the input was just a title. Okay. And maybe the number of, uh, actors involved in this uh, script and then essentially this this language model just created the, the whole script and it was like so i've seen actually this thing on youtube so the the guy the um the director actually uh you know directed that you know made made this uh, script happening mm. and uh it was just you know it was just funny and uh uh you know deep and uh interesting <laughs> almost as if he actually was scripted by a, a human being, but it wasn't. The, the only input was just a, a, a title. And the same thing for, uh, um, what else did I say? Oh, actually a song written, so the, the lyric uh, brought by this GPT-3, as well as the, uh, the melody, okay? With just the, the input of a, a title. So imagine that, as Drew was saying, applied to um, architecture. So a, a reality where, uh, I don't know, maybe the, the only input to this very um, uh, sophisticated machine learning system is just, you know, maybe the, the site and uh, uh, a keyword for uh, the proposal that you want to the AI mm-hmm. to come up with. And that's, that's the end of it. And, that's the, and then the uh, artificial intelligence would do essentially the, the whole of it. Uh, it's, just, it's just crazy, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic, but indefinitely frightening. Huh? Like, <laughs> it's uh, like com- technology leading a, pa- a passage that we never thought may happen, but is happening. I mean, I love it. And I also am like, uh, maybe I don't want to just yet. Yes. I'm not ready. And I think this might be a little thing for most people. Um, I have a really good friend at SIARC at the moment. So that's the Southern Californian Institute of Architecture oh. and it's in, in LA for those who don't know. And um, it, uh, he's just finished his semester where he's looking at plots of land through AI on like ArcGIS. So like uh-huh. um, um, open uh, street software, yeah. uh, mapping software. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking those sites and using um, scripts, plugging in program and different area schedules and then it's converting that into architecture and you can do 70 plots of land within moments yeah i think there's and it's happening right now so maybe yeah. this gpt language um is is re- is going to be quite powerful you know yeah. Yeah, and it's. I mean, the, the the fact that strikes me all the time when I see an example, uh, this GPT three used for uh, some application, is the fact that, um, I mean, compared to a you know dumb script in uh, any parametric software, okay, which is essentially well, you kind of you know program what the the software does. In this case, the uh, is the machine that that, yeah. that decides, okay, what to do. And uh, and it seems really thinking like a human being. So it makes, for example, for for the script for for that short movie, I don't know. It seems like kind of made uh, connections of uh, I don't know very different uh, movie styles or uh, uh, you know cultures. So it kind of you know makes his own uh, human almost decision. This this sort of you know horizontal thinking, which is very human. Okay, it's, it's not it's not. You know, you wouldn't have thought it was, you know, proper of machines. That's, yes. yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I wonder, I wonder what the control is for things like political agenda and mm-hmm. ethical value. Like, this is an ongoing discussion, right? So who is plugging in the ethical information? Like, as humans, um, we make uh, decisions, you said, but we also make um, assumptions and I wonder how they deal with this scenario. Yeah, mm-hmm. ultimately everybody has an agenda, and right. and that agenda changes, and that's a healthy thing. Some sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes not. Uh, therefore, who yeah, who controls that? It's uh, 
Mm. It's it's maybe there's something. Uh, I've I've watched uh, Westworld, uh, the TV series, and mm-hmm. prior to that, um, all the movies, the the old movies um, uh, in the previous century, uh, from the previous century, um, which were great. Uh, that dystopian world in in this um, in the final season in the the last season the season three where they have this sort of spheric shape which is very very articulated on its surface and that is what makes the decision um on on everybody uh, mm. everybody's um sort of uh, mind because uh, everybody has some form of a chip um or most people have and that links to uh elon musk's neural link which is <laughs> the, the, the chip uh, which is great yeah I, I'm, I'm not gonna go in there yeah, no 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 yeah, it's, it's fine Drew probably doesn't know Elon Musk is actually one of our uh, main uh, big fans right he follows all that uh, yeah. I've, I've heard about his uh, fascination yes definitely <laughs> hey, he's leading he's leading some sort of advancement uh, so yeah. uh, I, I, I'm not against that it's controversial and not, but I mean, he was one of the heads who started OpenAI, and mm. uh, so what, what GPT-3 came from OpenAI. He's no longer um, part of this endeavor, but um, mm. I, I think you know there's something to be learned about people. And uh, if you think of this argument that we're having about who, who's going to take those decisions, I don't think there is one person fit for that because. Um, Ultimately, like I said, everybody has their own agendas, and uh, and people change. Therefore, their agendas change. Therefore, you 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 can never have a fixed idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people do stand by what they believe, and they probably by uh, what's the word uh, by being very not arrogant, but um, you know they believe in that one thing, and they do not want to uh, step back or accept anyone else's opinion. Um, uh, I think only few, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a solution for that, but people can really explore this in, in, in the competition. Um, and that's what we need. We need people, mm-hmm. people's views, people's ideas, um, for this. Yeah. Because, uh, because yeah. ultimately what you want, uh, you know, I was going to mention, um, the fact that you're one day going to be liberated from having to make these decisions if mm-hmm. if one day you do find that one uh, entity to which you'd want to give that power to make decisions and then you have um uh, constance new babylon's um mm-hmm. utopia happening you know where you just focus on on your creativity and you no longer work because uh, uh robots or uh, some other higher higher form of intelligence it will do the work for you do the rest that that what strikes me about this topic of uh, artificial intelligence is the fact that you could see that as a uh you know the sort of uh, catalyst for an utopic word or dystopic word and actually and yeah, lots of people are, are having very strong uh, opinions okay on, on this thing so they either see ai as a future nightmare or as a solution to yeah. all the problems of uh, humanity more yeah. than probably anything else that uh, human beings created ai is really like uh, you know just just at the in, in between you know of these two uh, views which i which i find interesting and new babylon is definitely a you know, or topic word where probably AI plays a, a big role, right? To, to free yeah. human beings from uh, work and all the uh, boring stuff we got to do in life. Yeah. yeah. I think that begs the question on how, what's left of humans, you know, once they do dedicate all their time into creativity, um, then, yeah, you're left to just madness. Because then if you link back to exploring wild ideas and so while creative design and not only design, but uh, if, if, in this, uh, if in this world you have people just focusing on, on art and um, yeah, the creative world, then um, different opinions will generate different uh, mm. chaos. It's, it's going to be chaos in my view. Uh, 
but chaos comes with its opposite and therefore you know there, there somehow maybe a balance will be found it's very vague are you, but are you just are you describing the future or are you describing current day situation because uh, <laughs> there's really similar right now <laughs> Oh, I, 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 although I mean, truly, I think that this competition is 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 an opportunity to question um, who you are in in a uh, in in your even in your work, and mm-hmm. not necessarily as a person, but from a work point of view, from your uh, occupation, and because it it makes these uh, very strong questions about an architectural response between utopia and dystopia then you have the opportunity uh, as a designer to yeah t- take a stand and and decide whether you're going to fall into the virtual reality design or mm-hmm. the uh, artificial intelligence uh, architectural design um, or, or more humbly um, uh, local food growth uh, architecture um, design and yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to. I would love to participate. It's just I don't have time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same for all of us. But we can make time. I think for um, people who are thinking about um, or looking at this competition and thinking, oh, I may not have enough time. But actually, um, you you can um, you can put together just the simplest of ideas um, if you just. And it doesn't necessarily. I know it says an architectural response, but architectural is social sciences. And um, if you can extend that into your own discipline, uh, what a fantastic way of progressing your own ideas, right? Like yeah. being imaginative, sparking conversation, like being wild. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so exciting, huh? <laughs> and I think yeah, it's worth mentioning the, the deliverables of the competition, uh, which all of these wild ideas need to go on a... 30 by 30 drawing uh, uh, they want five sheets total mm-hmm. uh, there's a total fund of 2k uh, in dollars and some some mentions and the deadline is uh, in four weeks so it's uh, 25th of november there's some time for people to get uh, get going um i i usually do these competitions in in, in pairs type of thing you know you find the people that you really uh, like working with so that you're efficient and you just come up with you know, great ideas we've done a few competitions johnny and i uh, but yeah i think that's the that's the key yeah find the right people i guess that's what we do often we suggest in our website who you should pair with to apply uh to do a to do a, an expression of interest to um yeah i, I guess the approach is is key to to success cool that's cool yeah right so i think that was a healthy nice chat mm. yeah so, yeah absolutely cool. absolutely um it doesn't, doesn't feel like we're doing it over zoom i'm telling you that for now uh, it's that's that's when you bypass the system and you're like <laughs> we're already there with the people <laughs> this is really uh I'm just trying to go past this because we have to get used to this now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially yeah, you starting. Um, I don't know if you've you've done some tutorials already. Uh, I mean, of course, yeah. over the year. Um, but now with students uh, more formally, I suppose. Yeah, I hope they're you know they're gonna respond to this, uh, especially people who are new to it. They may be starting their course now, and yeah. Um, yeah, this is totally bonkers. You know, it's not the world I grew up. In, uh, it's just odd yeah no i mean it, it we, we've uh, they, they've got to deal with it and the teachers have to, tutors have to deal with it as well for now um, yeah. i can't wait to get back into the studio and see the people and yeah. um, see them present and like speak to them really because yeah. it's 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 all good and well when you say hey guys have you got any questions then you have like a five second silence and then you have like a screen that just has these little yellow hands come up and I, that's not, and then you say some, or you say something that you think is funny and then you get a response maybe five seconds later. <laughs> or <laughs> total silence. <laughs> and it's like total silence. And it's like, just miss the, miss the joke. Or whatever. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're getting used to it. And I think, 
you know companies who are who own these uh, systems of, of um, virtual uh, conferences you know uh, video calls they they're gonna improve adapt and you yeah, know they're working on it there is a massive yeah. market now so everyone wants to uh, you yeah. know, have an edge yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah, right. right cool and uh, maybe just to close off we can ask Drew how to you know if you want to get in touch with him or uh, uh, you know, should we look at your Instagram page or uh, you have you have a website right as well yeah so the website is there but it's basically just a placeholder mm. um, um, there's uh, there's more sort of info on the Instagram um, but mm -hmm. yeah you can get into contact with me mm -hmm. email which is on there as well or yeah. Instagram message however really um, and yeah all about narrative all about storytelling Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you'll find Drew on Instagram as Narrative Practice or as D H R X V. And yeah, and give him a shout. And uh, well, for us, I guess www.hungrydesigners.com. <laughs> you can find all the uh, the other competitions available. There are so many and so many coming up uh, from this week. I don't know what's happening. It's crazy. Everyone is posting new uh, competitions, which is cool. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. And um, Drew and Johnny, another great talk. Uh, if you know, if one day you're up to do another one, just let us know. We'd yeah, love it. Love, love being on. Thank you very much. Cool. All right. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Yeah. Bye. See you next week, then. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.